Okay, it's time to partner with Betfair and preview Hyperion Stakes Day. BJ Ryan and Terry Layton teaming up to record episode 168 of the 1-1. This is your West Australian Racing Podcast. It's uh, just past 11.30am on Thursday, the 25th of May. We've got Northam today. Happy Float Our Boat Day. Uh, Belmont and Carnarvon on I Saturday. hope it's not happy Float Our Boat Day, <laughs> to be honest with you. <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm being told it won't be. Uh, Belmont Carnarvon on Saturday, Kalgoorlie on Sunday in the Goldfields just to wrap up the weekend. Carnarvon, we, the Narv. The Narv. How good the Narv. Looking forward to doing the, the Narv replay. Scotty, I saw you mentioned a few times in a few different spots about uh, the inside pad being off. How's that on the dirt? First up, the inside pad. And Toby Dunn, mm-hmm. uh, one, of the, one of the two men on, on Rushy, mm-hmm. on Mount Rushmore. Tobias. Was, um, Tobias was giving me some, st- some stats that if – it rains four days out from a Carnarvon meeting. The rain, because there's slight um, an incline or decline in the track, so the rain pulls. <laughs> I don't know. Certain parts of the track are more. I don't know. Whatever he was telling me, I found fascinating because <laughs> I'm like, how am I ever going to allow for that? But uh, one thing I have found in recent Carnarvon seasons is it's either rail hot or getting out wide has been the better dirt. <laughs> yeah, is there such thing as the better dirt? I bet. But, yeah, uh, I'm sure there is. It's fascinating, and Carnarvon is the best place to punt where you don't have to spend a huge amount of time, but you just do your replays and you just forgive like shit. A horse gets stuck on the wrong part of the track, kick back in its face, beating 30 lengths. Just pretend like just don't pretend it didn't run. And the market always has to pretend it ran. So mm-hmm. the market gives it a big whack. So anyway, like Benny at Carnarvon at times. The now. And I also hate Benny at Carnarvon at times. <laughs> and stay tuned throughout the show for info on how you can enter the market city meets. Get out stakes Jack competition. Pot. Jackpot. Hundred dollars. Um, Hundred bucks. Yeah. 100 bucks. Make the most of that. Make yeah. sure you spend 102, whoever wins it. I might enter it this week. No, I need you entry last week. No. No. What were Locke and Brittany doing? Or Jim? Yeah. Jim could have got a Twitter could've, account just to have a crack. Any margin. Could have got 100 feel. links. Absolute yeah. feel. Anyway. Um, and don't forget, we have our uh, Mundaring Hotel W Racing Mastermind competition. Brittany Taylor looking for win number two and to go out, uh, well, to go out two on the bounce, looking for three more to make it uh, number five upon our resumption. Mm-hmm. And, and what a tough guest. Usually you wouldn't go to this type of level of guest at week two. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, we thought we're off for a while. Let's, let's get a big name involved. So Scotty Embry. Um, that's a great doesn't uh, get much on. bigger doesn't no that's no, the, the battle of the mounting yard yes. so yep <laughs> Emery versus uh, Emery versus Taylor so dollar ninety a piece very good okay it uh, well let's get cracking on this Hyperion Stakes Day preview and we'll start with the Belmont track report brought to you by Witten's Irrigation and Design whether it's racetrack residential or commercial water wisely with Witten's thanks Craig Witten for uh, all your coming on board the show and all your support uh, in recent months, and uh, the Witten's report reads a little something like what, Terry? Rails out five metres? Yeah, rails been at the five metres. We raced there a couple of times earlier this year, um, January, February type thing, and um, on both occasions um, it played pretty good to be really close to that fence and closer to the speed. So very light southwesterlies. Uh, should be a good four. Apparently it was a soft six before they started yesterday on Wednesday and it was a good four after race one. So. Mm. I reckon they might have forgot to test the trip before the first race. Um, no, no, Ollie the, Morgan, was, Yeah, right. It was Stop. very, very firm last Saturday and the track was very fast, running very fast. Hard and fast, Hard yes. Hard and fast, yeah. So, I don't know. Maybe there will come a time it evens up a little bit more. Um, I think that the race at Ablo won the Provincial Championship Series quick, final. Oof, 
Whew. But they, I think overall, they ran, overall time was 11 seconds faster than average for the Belmont 1400 meters. So they were in 122 something. The, I think it was only like, it was less than a second away from the track record. So the track was pretty, pretty quick, pretty yeah. quick last okay. Sunday. Yeah. Serious win too. Yeah. Mablo. Very, uh, yeah, tell you what, he's absolutely got that humming. Um, I remember it went around second to Hibiscus Lady and I was like, well, it just, and it did, it completely fell in on a Saturday. Mm. Like that was the best it was ever doing at that stage of its career. It was a very slow horse. Um, but yeah, Peter Fern, he's got that ticking over. Like it's runs in Good cow or just, you know, they're just mm. so, yeah, anyway. Um, so I definitely would be, going into the meeting looking just for well-drawn uh, on speed runners but there's a couple of races that have got pretty hectic speed and and it's a nice uh it's a nice card with big fields and um some competitive speed maps so hopefully that allows us to see a few more ablos and we always love to see a few come from last absolutely okay let's get rolling into it terry race one 11 59 a.m start it's the vale kevin allen plate Kevin, of course, was a trainer down in Albany in the Great Southern. He's been around racing all his life and, uh, yeah, sad loss for him recently to the industry and our condolences to the family, Leanne Howler, of course, his partner, and everyone down in the Great Southern especially who worked with Kevin closely and um, honouring him in the first event of the day. This is the two-year-old plate over the 1,200 metres. Well said, BJ. Uh, it is. It's an interesting little uh, event to kick off the day. Hanchi, Hanchi mm-hmm. was scratched from um, scratched from Wednesday over the thousand to be saved for this. Good decision. I think it drew wide that day. Uh, that day, uh, it drew wide on Wednesday. There was two quick ones under it, so it would have been interesting how it all eventuated. My only query on that is, oh, I'm a big fan of um, the two-year-olds. Uh, debuting, especially when they're two-year-olds written for speed, as this uh, bloke looks like he will be to a degree. Yep. Um, I'm always a big fan of them debuting over the thousands and the 1200s are um, a different kettle of fish. You need to have the horse in the in the, in the the right condition to be able to run that out, especially if they cop a little bit of pressure as well. But, I mean, you go through his four trials and more special shadow fear, SAS machine, red square, red second to all of them and mm-hmm. stuck on really well. The SAS machine. I really love that SAS machine trial. Yeah. yeah. If, if you look deeper into that, the third horse, the Colin Webster runner that went last week, its name escapes me at the moment. It came out and ran a cracker, mm. and that was four, five, five. That was several lengths behind uh, Hanchi in third. So there was deeper form lines to that as well. And I think Red Square for Paul Jordan, hundred eighty thousand dollar Russian Revolution purchase. I think it goes alright. Uh, yeah. I think it goes very good. Mm. I think it goes very good. Night. Arguably, it was a better trial than it. There was very little in it. So. Um, yeah, look, I, I suspect Hanchi will be very hard to beat here, BJ. I, the big thing with this race is I, I struggle to go, what else could I come at? You know, let's think about this from a, from a market perspective. And I haven't marked this race. I wanted to just more assess the race and think, well, what looks overs, what looks unders? I mean, your, your second favourite in the race is, is I'm a wild girl um, drawn the outside gate. You think they're going to have to probably try and go forward and breeze outside of Hanchi or something along those lines. There's a massive chance you're caught deep. There's a yep. chance you might have to snag if you don't jump. Uh, went better last start, but I don't know. That that race where Bondi plunged went around $1.60 and failed, uh, it's failed a 
because of the cutaway. It might not have been uh, – might have had enough as a two-year-old, which can often happen. And then the horse that beat at Paris Calling sort of on that same line of betting. I, I don't know about that as a form reference. Yeah. Some you it was 30-1 so, too, wasn't it, Paris Calling? Yeah, went around yeah. a big price. So Zing to Win is next in line and it went around favourite on debut versus leading Taddy. Had to do a bit of work in the run, instantly spelled. Sort of happy to forgive that toe performance. Trials were good enough leading into this and mm-hmm. it makes it makes a lot of sense as well. And then you've got – You've got the rest. Pin Deep had excuses on debut, but from 10, where's it going to end up? Mining Legend looks like a horse that I think you'd want further, not shorter, and it comes down 100 metres. We are Chew. We are- We rate you. We rate you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it was a reasonable enough trial. I, I, I'm I pretty- I quite like that trial, actually. King, yeah, King of France went good yesterday. King of France went very good yesterday. Yeah. Uh, ran into Dreamers Never Die. Mm. Dreamers Pre- Never Die. See, it's four number four number trial. Feels like a James Bond It's a movie, tattoo you get it? across your neck. Yeah. That's what it says across Dustin Martin's neck, actually, <laughs> if you look closely. Dreamers Never Die. So it's on now. Uh, ben ben Cousins' back. He had, a, he had a fill yesterday, I'll tell you what. Um, I, yeah, just from a yard that's not known for producing many two-year-old winners at this point in time, I'm, I'm usually just sort of always happy to look around those. And they're all single figures. So my query to you is, BJ, not marking this race, the two, just from an aesthetic point of view that look overs to me, is is the debutante just going to be very well found? Is the $3.80 a price that will be found? And they come out, everybody, every man and their dog was tipping it on. Uh, Wednesday, and this is easier in my mind. It's just the fact that it's a thousand to twelve. This is a thousand meters. I'd be absolutely holding into the three eighty, and I'm still a big chance of taking the three eighty. I think. Um, and then you've got for me, Zing to win looks the obvious second pick, just from the gate. It should stalk up behind them, and just how well it was thought of um, in a reasonable little two year old maiden on debut. Yeah, it was on, so, on debut too. Yeah, yeah, it was, and just had to do a lot of work, and yeah, it's just a sticky old little run. We forgive that type of setup. So, so. the hoop on um, Hanchi Lacta. Moly, he uh, has recently returned from his abs- from his break, yep. and uh, see better him a double at Cal the other day. He did, and yep. I think the boys would be a bit flat with uh, Hilton. He, I think it was not through no fault of his own, but the money came in absolute spades, three eighty to two forty, and just you know what happens, just when Paul Tapper sets one for a race, they just they just get the job done. So no dust on Paul, is it? No, there's absolutely <laughs> none. No, he's he's dust free, so he's been. He's been uh, dust busted. What, a, what an absolute legend, Paul Tapper. You know, it's funny. He I was like, legend. how is that one? And I've gone back and looked through its form and I was like, yeah, that probably shouldn't have been under a nod to one. That's actually, yeah, I I skipped over that a little bit uh, a little bit quickly, as occasionally happens when I do the Sunday form after a long week of form. But anyway, Bad bit Joe. A bit of ring rust uh, shaken off for Rakdar anyway. So hopefully yes. uh, hopefully he's uh, got his eye in for Hanchi because I'm pretty keen to start the day. I think there's a few that's um, – I think there's a few rides like that. Like that, I could ride a few winners is what I'm trying to say on this card. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Hanchi for me as well, BJ. Yeah. Uh, I think the 380, how are you looking at this from a betting point of view? Are there too many horses well, crammed under 10 bucks? I can see well, seven. So Zing to win, Paris Calling, I'm a Wild Girl, Pin Deep, Mining Legend, and We Ray Chu. So uh, I feel like Hanchi's got a firm from there. So I like the I like the three eighty. I was I had him sort of. I was thinking maybe three dollars was a good price, Hanchi. Do you think he just gets to the front? Yeah, I'll have him leading, and I've got Topaz showing a bit of toe. Maybe sit outside leader. T O E Paz. Yeah, it's Topaz. <laughs> Topaz, uh, who Flinders actually- Lane's got a little bit of Flinders Lane's got a little bit of ability too, but yep, hard to come at. Mining Legend led them up the other day, but. I don't know whether they'll want to do that again. Pin deep so. showed speed in trials. Yep. They either snag or whack. Zing to win will be there. But I thought if Hanchi can 
can uh, find the front control with Romoli, rails Romoli on board. I think uh, the way that it's trialed, if it brings that to the races, I think it wins. So, yep. yep. Now, I'll be with you. I just wish it was a 1,000 metres. Okay, very yeah. good. All right, race two, it's the tab touch. If you got touch, handicap, 1,000 metres for the three-year-olds. Uh, back to handicaps after a few three-year-old set weights and penalties, metropolitan races in recent weeks. Uh, Super Session is the current favourite, returning from a 56-day uh, freshen let-up. A um, couple of other horses returning from a break as well. Sunny Honey, who's very well thought of in the market for your Richie Mama. Well, uh, oh, sorry. <laughs> and you're right. <laughs> and I was just going to say, Luke Looks has won three straight in the Great Southern, swim through one midweek. There's a little bit to work with here, Terry. Yeah, there certainly is. We were talking to Darren, so I didn't really – I'm always quite attentive to the markets on a, um, a Thursday morning, but I've, I've missed all the moves and I'm just sort of paying attention now. I saw Sunny Honey went up about $4 with a few of the agencies. I, I was out the door, Sunny. I think I had it the longest, second I was, longest I was price. second longest. Snazzler, Snazzler was, was longest. my biggest yeah. roughie. So to see a horse like Sunny Honey go up at $4, I think that was just um, – the market getting a bit excited by its last two runs, which were obviously far more suitable sit-ups. Um, its trial was back in January, so this is just a fresh run. Yes. Um, here, I, I don't think it's got 23rd of January lead. was its last public appearance, yeah. I really like Sunny Honey as a horse. I just don't think this is the right setup. So I think the good thing about- thousand thousand's not really nah, let's go either. The good thing about it being six to one is you, you've got a horse taking up 16% of the market. I, I don't think, you know, it's probably a $50 pop. So that's a, it's a good start. But swim through was 21s to sixes. Um, what else have we got from a moving sense? Give me one reason. 15s to eight. So I was eight, nine dollars. Give me one reason. That's good form behind Adderard, Rear Admiral. Just don't know if it's a winner. I'm just not entirely certain. Um, swim through, I was seven bucks. So again, the, the 21 would have been would have been nice um, to get involved there. Cosmopolitan Girl is the one that's creeping out to a, a little bit above my price. I'm $6 Cosmopolitan Girl. She's 10 11 12 across the boards. Luckless, her last couple. Um, this looks a race with really, really good speed. Like they're going to go quick here. Um, and I think it will set up for a horse with a sit. And she went super in, in that type of role behind Snowdome, which is obviously looking like really good form. And that's the last time she got a proper look at him too. So uh, she can definitely run a race. But look, to me – with looks in the race, barrier seven, uh, Fiorucci Mama from nine, and swim through from eight. Though I think swim through might. Um, be Who's the quickest to take you cover? Think? Maybe Sky Duke from five. Yeah, that's what I was. Um, thinking, yeah. I'm confused. What's happening with Sky Duke? Because it's a 1200 meter horse, you, and it's not just numerical form. That's actual form. Like it's a far better horse over 1200 meters. So Sky Duke. Three runs is prep all over a thousand meters is uh, just a bit of a surprise to me. I, um, yeah, I'm not sure. I keep an eye on for it. it. It'll improve when it gets to 12. But the speed for me isn't going to be there at the end. That all stops. Mm -hmm. So what a race for Super Session. Yeah, I, I just think it's the best horse in the race. I think it's. I'm going to look at it as a blessing that I have missed the prices here and I haven't had a chance to get on anything. What Super Session tends to do in its markets, and this is off a freshen up for a yard that's going so-so at the moment, is drift for whatever reason. There's a few horses in here that have the potential to be conduits for money. Um, did you like that? Conduits mm. for money? Thanks. Um, swim through being one. So I think, and I, but I also hope that we just hold fire. And this is one, don't have a, oh, I'm going to find it hard not to at least save on Cosmopolitan Girl at that price, yep. but just wait for the super session price. I'm $2.20. Don't, yeah. don't take any of this 230, 240 now. Just. Keep the powder completely dry and dream, BJ, 
dreamers, because you know what dreamers do, they never die. <laughs> just dream that we can potentially, and this might be ambitious, see $3 late. Wow, that would be juicy. That would be juicy fruit. Yeah. yeah. Get you going. Mm. Get you going. Keeps you going. Um, Super Session was the only horse that interests me in this race. Just with the speed on, CJP cuddled up. If it just if it sees daylight, like good luck. Isn't so. it nice though sometimes when the horse you like is a slightly above your price? I'm 220, so mm-hmm. I can get 230, 240, but you're just like, you just wait. Like if it's like 260, it's like at that awkward price. Like, mm-hmm. do I just take the 260 or do I at that price? We just wait. If it starts a dollar ninety, so be it. The back cosmopolitan girl each way or something. That's mm-hmm. how we attack the race. So um yeah, definitely having something on Cosmo at the overs, but I'm I'm gonna back super session for I actually a, think super session. This isn't a bad race with a lot of these horses are, are gonna progress as, as four-year-olds and they're gonna be Saturday horses, the majority of them. But Do you reckon I, I feel like super, four-year-olds. <laughs> all of them. Uh, but I feel like super session's got a bit of X factor about him and uh, looking forward to seeing him back in action. I think, uh, I think, yeah, as I said, any daylight, um, providing no traffic issues, super session's good. Just going to go zip. Got him. Couldn't agree more. I think with uh, normal luck, it wins on the drift. Yeah, on the drift. Make it drift. I'm, I'm praying for the drift. <laughs> Make it drift. <laughs> Make it drift. Uh, all right. Race three is the tab touch. Be better at life. West Speed Platinum Handicap. Uh, no miss, miss for Surrey in this race. That's interesting. It's a it's a, <laughs> a thirteen hundred meter uh, zero metro win race. Um, plays with fire. Return from a long absence um, and just looked a little bit rusty when it uh, was uh, relegated to third. First up recently. Um, I have a soft spot for Emerald Trainer Trader who is resuming from. 129 days abscess but equicast first time terry oh interesting interesting um, I reckon it might be a bit equicast for you uh i'm not sure henchard outspoken lad it's kind of established horses they uh they're, they're both resuming from breaks um and a horse that you've sort of been keeping close tabs on terry glasgow girl she might be able to find the front and run a cheeky race yeah she might so she's probably the one that um I saw the price earlier and I just saw, you know what? No one's backing Glasgow Girlie. I reckon I can just no. hold fire and, you know, contact a contact a uh, Joshy Bowler later on this, uh, this evening and try and get on. But, um, yeah, it's gone off a little bit, which is disappointing. It's into about $10 across the board. But, um, yeah, I, I don't have any real strong feelings on this race. It's, for me, it's hard to it, – you're going to have plays with fire and differentiator who are going to be back last. You're going to have Emerald Trader who doesn't have any early speeds, probably back last. So on speed, you've probably got Glasgow Girl leading outspoken lads close to the breeze. Yep. Might park on them if, if a horse like a, um, a Melorab who? or Fresh comes across, but Melorab's more of a stayer, so that might be ambitious. They've come for Melorab. Hey? They've come for it. Have they? Ten dollars out to thirty-four. Yeah, no, that's good. That's good support. That's and that's not long enough either. I think I was significantly longer than that. So, um, yeah. So I just think, well, hang on. You've got the three horses who are pretty prominent in the market in uh, play. Well, the two especially in plays with fire and differential. They from ten and eleven. They've got to be last and second last. You think, don't you? Yeah, that's what like I was thinking. Near suit, yeah. So you well, hang on. What if this race is run and one on speed and it's just. A, it's not that type of day you can make a super amount of ground. Then you can go, well, do we forgive outspoken lad who's got a really nice top-end form at around that $7, 8 mark or Glasgow girl each way will be in front. Didn't lead last start. was honest from the 1-1. Um, plays with fire sat on its back and got past it comfortably enough, but there's going to be a big big difference between where they are this run. One, one should be leading and the other one will be 
seven lengths off it type thing. So it's going to be a different setup. So $15 each way, Glasgow Girl struck me as a really nice bet. $9, $10 each way, I'm eh, I'm a bit, I'm not as excited about. So don't know. Um, don't know. I really like differentiator as a horse. Really like Summer Dixon's ability to have them going first up. If it drew a gate, it would have been, let's, let's go to absolute town. But I, I still think it can win. So Parklet, Parklet from 11. Yeah. Okay. So I don't know. They're, they're the two that, that strike me at the moment. Glasgow Girl and Differentiator. But I, I'm, I marked Emerald Trader second favourite. There you go. You <laughs> do like Emerald Trader. Though. It's a, well, if you go back to its, it's win last prep. Third was horse. Was there another Chino in that race? I reckon it was. Uh, oh dearie me, Sisu Warrior. Mm-hmm. Sisu Warrior is going to go around quite short today. Went good behind uh, alongside Climb on top. That that forms more than okay for this. And Emerald Trader should have broke its maiden. A long time before it did break its maiden. So, and one thing we often say with these Westmead Platinums, BJ, is to look for a point of difference horse because they're all um, they're all Barry Butlers. Mm-hmm. So, um, I don't mind that at all. Yeah, I think the current or well, this say t- average it out to about ten dollars each way. Emerald Trader, hopefully, uh, Lucky Nucky can have him with about rather than him dropping out. I'd like to see four or five potentially behind him in in running. Uh, one off if. if uh, Glasgow girl is rolling, outspoken lad rolling, a bit of pressure pre-turn, sort of separation, Emerald Trader, galloping room space. I think he's a, he's one of the better each way bets of the day, actually. Oh. Yep. I like that. Yep. Good confidence. And the Equicast. Equicast is the query, but I mm. but I imagine that's probably built into a little bit built into the uh the price at the moment. Mm-hmm. Um yeah. I don't know what to say about the Equicast. <laughs> Let me Google it. What does Cripper say? If it doesn't suit our narrative, don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> Equicast for horses. It's a unique casting material designed with specific properties for allocation in the horse's hoof. It's unlike orthopedic casting. Blah, blah, blah. Hold on. It's a temporary support system for horses with injured hooves. That doesn't sound great. Does it? <laughs> it doesn't feel your confidence. <laughs> Oh, well, I'm going to trust uh, the, 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 the team, Watson Yard. Watson Yard yep. to, um, you don't need to be Sherlock to trust them. That's right. That's right. So Watson's a sidekick. Yes, yep. that's right. Okay. <laughs> uh, all right. Yeah, the, the two I'm going to look at will be Glasgow Differentiator, but I, I don't think I should be betting here. Um, yeah, I just really wish I was on Glasgow Girl at 15. So that looks like a good price now. It does. Um, Cartonier, $8, $9 is a stayer. You'd think that's a big drifter in the market. Yes, I agree with that one. Um, all right, race four is the Amelia Park Handicap, rating 70 plus this one, 1,600 metres, 55 minimum, keep note. Um, and speaking of Amelia Park, they sold their um, star sprinter, Miss Kentucky, 700,000 at the National Broodmare, uh, the Gold Coast Magic Millions Broodmare sale. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, Miss Kentucky is off to the breeding barn, as is this will test you. 380,000 um, tests fetched at the same sale as well. So um, interesting couple of days for some of our uh, – well, I suppose this you know, last spring they were two of our WA's best sprinters, so they are both off to the breeding barn. Um, and don't forget about gorgeous gossip as well. <laughs> Was that in the sale as well? well? Someone messaged me saying it went for under an 80K apparently. So. It's all right. Yeah. Very good. All right. So we've got uh, – well, Steve Wolf has got two runners here in Not Secret and uh, Classic Rogue. Ginger Baker won a similar race to this last start for Vernon Brockman. Uh, Mahalio, Michael Poy, Sticks having uh, saluted at Ascot. 
uh, recently. So not a bad little race. And of course, one of my favorites, Magic Mike and Ace Command have attracted a bit of attention, attention this morning. In the they certainly have. Yeah, he's old Ace Command. Tell you what, I reckon if Mike, uh, I think Mike gets it a bit wrong with old Ace Command. I think <laughs> it might be a nice, real tough horse, but geez, you're in a 70 plus as a 63. I think. <laughs> Well, I think you're probably you're pushing a little bit of poo uphill, but uh, I tell you what, one thing you get is a, a race where it's the kind of race it'll win though, and it was uh, well, like, it'll it's, burn like it's flying. Yeah, that's the thing. It should be winning points. It yeah. should be winning races and getting up to this type of rating. So that's it's right. not like it's racing out of its grade necessarily. It's just racing out of its points grade. Yeah. Um, but I'm expecting there to be more tempo on than uh, most would think. I think KMA from the widest. I think they're the second widest. I think they're almost choiceless. They're going to go forward. Yeah. Did a bit of a deep dive with KMA. It's quite interesting. It's two most recent victories um, have both been when breezing. So I think A, show aggression, and B, every time it's been on a soft six or a soft five, every time it's been on a wet deck, it's really struggled and it's gone really poorly compared to its comparative form around it. So not huge on giving it massive forgiveness, but definitely some forgiveness for that soft six run two weeks ago. If you, The main thing I did when I was doing my form for this meeting, by the way, is I looked at the fact, so most horses back up off two weeks, and so most of these are two weeks. So what's the difference between the major difference between two weeks ago and now? It's soft six to good four. That's the major thing. So I was sort of looking for, okay, and also Luke Campbell's not here. Mm-hmm. So the, the major things I thought, okay, so who horses that are missing Luke Campbell have now got Taj or Kesh. How do you feel about that? And it's now a soft six to a good four. How do I feel about that for each individual horse? So um, it didn't help me a great deal because I don't really like much throughout the card, but that's that was the sort of the major thought process. And I don't know. I, I found this a, a, a weird old race. Yeah. Like I, Ginger Baker held not secret real comfortably on the line, and I know that because I ended up having a reasonable bet not secret on the day, BJ, and I was, thought I was home and hosed mm. at the 100. So I don't know if the kilo and a half swing was enough to turn the tables on that. I don't know. But I also don't know if Ginger Baker can repeat that performance type thing. So I'm a bit torn there. Um, Mahalio should have beaten all of them two starts before that, before it then came out and got the absolute perfect on the back of Nod and Smile. But – I think Mahalia is just going nicely. It's a nicely, like, it's just a nice bread and butter horse in that sense. Nice map for it again. Yeah, exactly right. Sessions peak, I I thought it had every chance to get closer to not secret than it did. Um, I'm going to continue to take on Sessions peak. I think that win a few starts ago in in this type of grade was just because three or four of them were blocked and it got the luck. In saying that, it's drawn one, it'll get um, tracing well. It's it's informed, it's fit. Exactly right. And then if they, yeah, Piccolo Senor is, is getting closer and closer. And the fact, um, with the way the weights work from their last start, it actually gets a bigger weight swing um, yeah. on a few of them. So uh, it was just – I really would have liked to see it go past Sessions Peak in that final 50 last start, and Sessions Peak sort of kicked back and held it pretty well on the line. So it needs a race to shape to to measure up and get past them. But if K-May and Ace Command at, at 20 to 1 and 15 to 1 are the two horses leading, it could be a race they bunch and could be set up for that type of thing. I reckon the market's right, and I've just wasted five minutes talking about a race that I've got no idea. Yeah. Okay. Basically, I think the market's pretty pretty bang on, BJ. Yeah. Can't th- even manufacture a bet. I thought that the perhaps the forgotten runner with a key riding change here is classic, classic Rogue. Disappointing. Uh, I, 59 feels – but did win with 58 and a half in a graduation not that long ago, but it just feels heavy for this kind of horse. But he has been a bit of a, bit of a slow burn, classic Rogue. But last start, very slowly run race um, – yeah, I just don't think it was. He wasn't. He was definitely not suited three wide no cover. That's not his go. Brandon Louis off. I feel like the Pontiff from six can follow the stable mate. Not secret. And classic rogue when it's coiled up and the race shapes the right way. He does actually have a pretty strong finish on him. So um, I don't mind. 
I like the right. I like the writing change. I like the map, and I think the price. I think it's twelve dollars at the moment. Probably better on the day. I think you. I think Classic Road could be a bit of a spec at um, maybe fifteen, sixteen dollars, something like that. No, I can definitely see that. It's uh, prior form adds up. My, my only concern was they had a month off. Yeah. Some of us, oh, I well, cannot regain because that was career best form it was in, right? Quite yep. comfortably. Just like cannot regain that exact form, and yeah, but Jesus, it's a tough race to pay to find out. That's right. It, it lacks a bit of. Pointiness this race, you know, and there's no mm. like I mean, I th- I've got a lot of time for for not secret. I think for mine, he's the best horse in the race. Um, however, it's hard to back a horse that had its chance. Do you know what I mean? At three bucks twenty, yes, you know, what which I mean? is which is why I sort mm. of feel like Rogue, the stable mate, might be the might presents a bit yeah. of value anyway. Hundred percent. I'm and, gonna, I'm just for now just staying out. I'm yeah. gonna go on Betfair and I'm gonna let it tell me who the market doesn't like. I'll be on. Okay. I reckon. If there's a wild drifter, $11, $12 each way, Mahalio. If there's a yeah, $24, $24 classic growth. Yeah, that would be a good price. Um, Ginger Baker's unwanted and, and not secret starts. It'll be, I'm just going to hope for an over bet so that something else presents. I've already just decided this isn't a race I'm going to win on. Yeah. Do you think Do you think the market will respect Magic Mike or out the gate? I think it'll be out the gate. Out the gate. Yeah. Interesting. Pretty confident. Okay. All right. Let's take a break. I'll probably end up back in KMA after it gets out of 50 to 1. All right, let's take a break, Terry, because it is mastermind time. Okay, BJ, it is now time for the Mundaring Hotels WA Racing Mastermind competition. Correct, Terry. The Mundaring has been the heart of the hills since 1899, located in Jacoby Street, Mundaring. If you get an opportunity this weekend, it's like the sun's out this weekend too, it might be pretty uh, spectacular out there on uh, the big deck. But Mention uh, Quillo's name at the bar for a free beer as well. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. A free pint. A pint of, of Quillo, Quillo, please. <laughs> Quillo Lager. Yeah, the, the Mundaring. Harley Hills. the Quillo and chips today, please. Located in Jacoby Street, Mundaring. Um, drop in, see Ian, Butchie, O'Connor, and uh, let him know that you listened to the one. One Actually, Butchie was a little bit... Uh, taken aback that we didn't get him on to defend his his gift voucher against Brittany today. But uh, <laughs> was he <a> upset, <laughs> was he? Uh, I said, that's right. Funny. I said, we'll get rid of Scotty. He goes, no, 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 roll with it. But no, we've got uh, two tremendous uh, supporters of the show to do battle on today's Mastermind. So let's welcome back last week's winner, our current carryover champion, Brittany Taylor. G'day, Britt. Hello. I did see Butchie during the week and uh, after I got the voucher off, him last week's mastermind that same day Quillo knocked off Crystal Rose so I wasn't very happy with him but glad I got something out of him on the day <laughs> good little trumpet there and reminder from last week's mastermind as well just to just to slip that in but uh, you've got Scotty today how, how are you feeling in regards to your um your opposition today the confidence must be pretty high after knocking off an informed Mac last week uh, I was very disappointed when Lockie said, no, I'll be on the way to Northern and I can't do it because I was much preferring to take on Lockie than I am Scott because I, with you guys going on a break, I thought it was a good opportunity to be able to be left on top of the mastermind that I uh, have a feeling Scott might take that mantle. The listeners aren't happy with you, Britt. We asked you to label one last week and mm. and Honeydew gets, gets Honeydew gets up in the last. It just, it just, just won. Hey, it just just won. tumbleweeds from Brittany yeah. give us nothing. I know. You said, do you have a just wins? And I did not. You know that I won't subscribe to any just wins. <laughs> Maybe if you'd framed it better. Stevie Barnum, Jimmy Taylor, don't combine, no, don't don't combine often, but when they do, there's success and success at a big number. Yeah, just bang. 
every just time. Bang, that's yeah. the, that, that was very good. <laughs> that's the, that was very good. <laughs> Congratulations, guys. All right, Scotty Embry, welcome back to the show. Just waiting outside the dentist, boys. <laughs> <laughs> What's the time? 2.30. Oh, sorry. I thought this was uh, Bill's quiz on the Saturday rub, you know, on uh, Triple M Rock Footy, McDonald's Marine Hot Water, Bill Tough Rosy Conditions, or tell your plumber to install a ring. Okay, see you, Very good. Hey, Scotty, you must be up and about. The, the perps, uh, the Fremantle Dockers are uh, starting to hit their straps. Yeah, back on the bandwagon there. Toys are out of the cot, but we've done the right thing, picked them up and back on board. You've steadied, switched to the left, steadied, balanced up, bang. Correct. It's almost like changing the colours on military power. I just have to do something to change the form, and now we're back. And, Scotty, as the, uh, as the new owner of Float Air Boat, um, are you – would you prefer a top four Freo finish or a Float Air Boat six-length win at um, – where are they racing? Northern Pinjarra, today. Northern today. Northern? Oh, always been a fan of a boaty. <laughs> <laughs> that could look funny later, I reckon. So, so uh, are, we ta- are we talking about Fuel the Fryer, Terry? No, nah, not yet. Not yet? Okay. No, no, we'll keep that one. We'll keep that one under our... I don't know. Very late in racing and breeding. <laughs> no, I'll tell you what, just, this is probably the greatest purchase since... Oh, I can't think of one. Since Float Our Boat? Since we paid 40 grand for Halatorium <laughs> as a maiden. That was battling. Anyway, let's, let's get into this, BJ. All right. All right. Can't wait for this one. It's... Uh, the uh, Perth Racing Mountie Yard duo, of course, of Brick Taylor, Scotty Embry going head-to-head in our mastermind, we guys. We less today, haven't we? We've Sorry? really got the, the pinnacle of WA Racing. We just we finished a, a lengthy interview with uh, Darren McCauley, which was absolutely tremendous. Yeah, it was great fun. Um, yeah. yeah, we've been blessed. We have. So, guys, your names are your buzzers, of course, and to be crowned this week's mastermind, you'll need to be the first to answer three questions correctly. A $100 voucher to the Mundaring Hotel is up. Four grabs. You wouldn't want to go down on the final uh, mastermind for the season, we'll call it. You wouldn't want to go down 3-0. That's all I want to say before <laughs> we start. Because <laughs> everyone will remember that. All right, let's do it. Challenger, are you ready? Ready. Mastermind, are you ready? I'm ready. Three, two, one. Who am I? My journey began in 2012, which has seen me compete at the highest level on 51 occasions. I have been successful on one of those occasions. While I have spent a good portion of my time over east, the majority of my career has been in the yard of Neville Parnham, winning a tick under $3.5 million in prize money. Scott. Scott. I'm going to have a very, very early stab. Malibu style. No, I knew, I knew he was going to say Malibu yeah. style early. Oh, Brittany, this is a, this is an absolute <laughs> gift. Sorry, a bit late. Ah, uh, dearie me. Winning a tick under $3.5 million in prize money for that stable alone. I'm extremely well related with both a multiple group one and multiple group two winning sibling. I've won at 30 different racetracks from Flemington to York, though I have never won a race at Carnarvon. I've won 1,052 races, a tick under $43 million in prize money, and I'm not a horse. Who am I? Oh. (laughs) Um, Chris Parnham. Correct. (laughs) 
Terry throw it in the curveball there. Yeah, who's uh, who's who's had fifty one goes at uh, Group One level? That yeah. was the um, yeah the early. All right, one. Brittany one nil in front. Did you like the Carnarvon reference, by the way, Scott? He actually has ridden winners at Carnarvon. Has he? Because it told me he hadn't. No, because I sent him up there in the last week of the Premiership two years ago. Oh, he I remember. Rode he one did, for did he ride Carnarvon. one? He rode stride oh. out to victory. Uh, Greg Criddle and he rode as you'll whatever Graham Hampton Racing dot com has lied to me. Imagine knowing all of that information so specifically about who he won at Carnarvon and not getting the point. (laughs) 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 Malibu style, three and a half million. He didn't win three and a half million. Yeah, halfway there, maybe I think. All right. Okay, let's go. Darren McAuliffe. Is aiming for a third Hyperion Stakes win with the Velvet Queen on Saturday. Can you name his previous two winners? Scott. Brittany. Scott. What? Uh, Gatting and Future Bandana. Correct. Impressive. 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 Do you are you up, upset with the um, we're going to Scott there, Britt? Yeah, I really thought that I got him first. Nah, quite quite comfortable. <laughs> yeah, I've got BJ. I've got BJ's back here. We're going out with some solidarity. All right, last week. one all. Name the jockey who won Hi- Hyperion Stakes aboard both Morasco and Scales of Justice. Brittany. Britt. Daniel State. Oh, two one. Two one. Come on, Scotty. Scotty, okay, 2-1. Brittany is in front. Okay, name the Simon A. Miller horses that finished first and second in the 2021 Hyperion. Brittany. Brit. Valor Road and Dance Music. Oh, oh she's you. done it again. Where's the <laughs> Oh, sorry, hold on. And... <laughs> <laughs> Oh, dearie, mate. The strategy's working for you, Britt. Talk it down, talk up the opposition and just lull them into a, a false sense of security. Did um, did you get thrown early there, Scott, with uh, with the Chrissy Parnham question? Oh, uh, no. I just wanted to know how many hours Britt spent looking at the Hyperion winners last night. <laughs> Truthfully, I did not look. <laughs> for more were, than were you two born hours. when Marat's racing? <laughs> Um, what year was that? <laughs> <laughs> I think Brittany was came prepared. She came prepared, but yeah, congratulations, Britt. Uh, you're gonna we're gonna head to our hiatus, and you're gonna have two wins on the board. That's three away from you know what, Terry Mount Rushmore. That's right. Mm. Um, but uh, yeah, congratulations. Another hundred dollar gift voucher to the Mundaring is on the way. Thanks for all your help and support. Over the journey, Brittany, and uh, to you as well, Scotty. Thanks for chiming in and, and having a go and uh, and uh, being a part of it all. Thanks, boys. As a um, as someone else that's also been robbed of a uh, media star of the year award, <laughs> I just want to say that um, I think the two of you done a wonderful job, and I look forward to the return of the body. Thanks, Scotty. Much appreciated. Yeah, com- <laughs> completely agree with that. You, uh, the work that you guys have done over the last what, three years. I'd love to know how many hours actually it is. Of it's actually now up to years. <laughs> no, it's not even up to hours. It, it's yeah. I think we've ticked over the full uh, three hundred and sixty odd days. I, uh, I think uh, we can speak on behalf of everyone when we say it's uh, been very well appreciated, and I know I've listened to 
It's been my Friday morning listen for, for years. So thanks for all your work. Thanks, Britt. Thanks, thanks Scotty. We'll thanks. be in touch. Thank you very much. Brittany Taylor. She's going to be the she's going to be the mastermind for a considerable amount of time now. So uh, she will be. Yes, she will be. Yeah, it's nice to come in only needing three to, to hit the uh, the pinnacle as well. In good nick too. Yes. The thing is, how, how will she race first up? I mean, that's going to be the big question. You know, mm. after after a break, once you've and I think we found with I remember Chrissy Parnham was one. His first go takes you that you you don't realize how quick you need to be. Yeah. So yeah, I reckon yeah. the first up run will be it's will about, be fascinating. It's about buzzer management, really, isn't yeah, it? it is. Yeah, <laughs> it is. You don't want a long name. Yeah, yeah. You don't want a really confusing long name. You need something you can just shorten and get in there. And um, no, pretty comprehensive victory again. Another three-one knocked off Mackerel three-one last week as well. So Brittany is on top of the WA Racing world as our mastermind. Before we go on our hiatus, but Terry, we need to finish this preview. Let's get stuck back into it. We'll return after a short break. Okay, in the break, we just watched the first from Northam and it was almost the perfect start for uh, Donna Riordan or Reardon with um, Bob Peters in the first at Northam, almost. But Jimmy Taylor, Brittany Taylor, Lockie Taylor, up change, and about. Of, change of colours worked, <laughs> according to Scotty. $1.60. I'll tell you what, punters who got their money there who had followed it deserved it I reckon I reckon that's four times uh, it's gone down pretty short before then so they've deserved their cash Team Taylor to the fore at the uh, opening event there at Northam uh, race five of course Ascot this Saturday Hyperion Stakes Day is the Quay Clean Handicap isn't it Terry over the 1200 metres uh, another competitive race here with the several horses single figures category 3 Hamika Probity Valency Shaka Zulu interesting runner um, not a bad little graduation this Terry race 5 yeah it certainly is I, I think if you're confident in this race you're, you're half sort of guessing mm-hmm. um the form lines are just like categories category three is first up harmika is coming out of a very soft win but i think she proved that she was back with her two runs before there so i'm not too perturbed about that uh valence is coming out of platinums and signorina dorothy has been freshened up presume they'll lead from the wide gate or try to go forward from the wide gate and then you've got shaka zulu who's the real um, left of centre, mm. one down the straight well, stepped it straight up to 1,400, got pressured by Pompey throughout. Kicks clear to win late, really nice win. Good win. Went to Jero uh, with Joey as a party on and then got the job done in a, you're telling me it was a $60,000 race. I uh, just, uh, just I completely slipped, slipped through, slipped past my radar. Anyway, the Abrolis plate yeah. was a $60,000 race and because Shaka Zulu is full West Speed, 73,500 for the win in Jura. Yeah, I think they only got a, they didn't get much in the way of ratings there. They only got a point, maybe. It's a good coin for one point. No, 62. So you would have gone to a six, two points. Mm-hmm. That would have been a 65 after the Pinjaro win. So yeah, two points to win 73,000. That's, yeah. that's placement 101, isn't it? Um, obviously, the query with Shakazula was the 41 days, 14 back to 12 and up in grade. So look, category three will be, be super popular. Um, it's probably the it's a reverse horse that we like to talk about in the fact that uh, both wins for CJP and Pike's gone down as a favourite his last three times on uh, on Category 3. So she trialled nicely, mm-hmm. but it's hard to gauge those trials, uh, A, because- Those back straight trials. They're crap. Yeah, they're and you see the horse that she just, she just beat in the trial, so by the name of Huxton Creeper. <laughs> Is Huxton Creeper just got out of jail actually? And sounds, um, sounds like a bloody 18th century serial killer, doesn't it? And uh, 
and uh, it's going around about 100 to 1 in a class one later today. So the Huxton Kringle. You can't just look at that and go, wow, that's, that's a nice trial performance. Yeah. So... Anyway, I look. I think category three might get the job done, um, but I'm yeah. I'm not. I'm not really sure how to line them all up. I, mm. I think it's just a really nice horse race. I again, I missed the price for Shaka Zulu earlier around that eight dollar mark. That that looks probably a speculative each way bet. I would mm-hmm. say, but um, yeah, I'm about three thirty category three four ninety Shaka Zulu, five six bucks Harmika. But I, to be honest, if I Mark the race three hours later or the next morning. I could have marked it differently. It was one yep. of those races. It's the mood and mindset you're in is how you place everything. So, what price do you think Latham Anderson would have? Favorite no, Nobel Lawrence. Favorite. Tell you what, it trialed like winks. Trial good. It was a super trial. Um, yeah, it was an absolutely cracking trial. It's had one run August 21, one run Jan 24, one run July 27, one run 3rd of December. So that's four roughly five-month gaps between each of them. It's had throat ops since. So if a horse ever deserves to win through perseverance uh, of the connections, this is the one. And Nobel Lawrence is a, a really nice horse. The unfortunate thing weight-wise for Nobel Lawrence is because the gaps in the runs, it hasn't been dropping points through those failures and mm-hmm. through those setbacks. So it's it's had four failures in a row for four. Or that's, three. A, that's a great point. It's not that's how it works. Point, I think yeah. I think the handicapper could have looked a bit closer to that and said, you know what, we can we can shed you two here. You're obviously having a lot of blah blah blah. So anyway, I think that's a. I think it's been a bit stiff not to probably carry fifty nine here. But well, it's um, almost to maintain its rating for like two years. Sort of yes, so, yes, exactly right. So, um, but yeah, it's um, it's a nice horse, nice trial. So. I wouldn't talk anyone out of backing it at 35 to 1 either, to be honest with you. But, uh, yeah, just do what you want here. Uh, it's uh, <laughs> it's do, a great race. You do you. No, it's a great race. <laughs> I, I can't compare them. I'm guessing. If there was a, if, if Category 3 what, was what 5 bucks cat, or half. What price Cat 3? Right? Or if, if it was 5 bucks or if, if it was $4 even. I don't know. It's Four. the one. Looking at the 330 at the moment, I'm going, it's the one that. That's the one I want to back. You could look back at this and go, oh, shit, it traded $2.46 yeah. and it was popular as buggery and it's it's won the race well. But I don't know. I don't know. I just think this is a good race. I think it's a really good race. Category three, I'm $3.30. I'm a clear favourite on the can't-be-done pros. I think first up last prep, uh, category three, ran second to Street Parade. That, uh, that ran, was a big run. And then the following run was even bigger where it ran, uh, or it should have won. Uh, Real Danger won that particular race. The two Cerise and White stable mates at the, uh, at the time um, finished first and second. Real Danger has won about three or four races since, won last Saturday. Um, category three did well post that run, but those first two runs back last preparation were excellent. Trial suggested that um, she stretched out well enough to, and I think – yeah, I'm looking at that 3.30 thinking, oh, you know, like That'll it's kind of it, – Well, I was, I was sort of 3.50 plus for Category 3, so. Um, You're just thinking, can I bend a little bit? Yeah, here? can I wibble wobble a little bit? You'd love, you'd love to see from a map point of view the horse underneath her just try and get on its back and yeah. follow um, Harmika everywhere it goes. You know, I, I, with Harmika as well in a race without that much speed, I'd love to see real aggression and try and um, – the few times it's settled on speed, Harmaker's been a better horse, mm. I think, as well. So I'd like to see it on speed. So, yeah, my, my major concern with Category 3 was just if we do get this really on-speed day um, and it's snagged first up to just sort of ease it back into a prep and we see one of those. Flashing, flashing yeah. third, fourth yep. sort of thing. Yep. But I I thought Category 3 would be $2.50, like in the market. So the fact that it is on my price, it's one of those horses. It's a Cerise and White Willie Pike horse. You're not going to. You're not going to get wild overs. No, so no. Yeah. even like especially early as well. Exactly. Um, you have a runner, Miss Fasari, for uh, Tom Johnson Bloodstock. 
Yes, we do. I I don't think we could have found a harder 60 plus um, than this. It's but, a good uh, one. Yeah. yeah, it is. Hopefully, we can uh, improve on our first up performance a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. Yeah. Get back, run on. Get hit, back, run hit, on. Hit yeah. the line hard. Hit the line hard. All right. Very good. Uh, so, yeah, for me, I'm pretty keen category three here. Uh, the price yeah. has just got me second-guessing myself a touch. Mm. However, went back and watched the replays of those first up, second up performances last prep. This horse has got talent. And uh, four-year-old, uh, deeper into its four-year-old season now, the, the Peters horses can just continue to elevate their game with maturity and with time. I think category three, this could be the prep where she takes the next step. Okay. Race Six right. is the Peninsula Dining Room Handicap. You ever been up to the Peninsula Dining Room? How about the Peninsula Dining Room? Yeah. yeah. Um, very nice up there. Yeah, lovely spot. Looking over, lovely spot. Looking over Belmont Park. Uh, this is a ratings 66 plus. It's a 1,400 metre contest at the fave. William Pike again. Grant and Alana Williams are top weight. Catalpa is the market elect. Jeez, this is one that's absolutely been wallop, walloped. Um Oh, I think this is I yeah, this is the one horse for the day, probably along with super session that I just really wanted to be on. Um, bare bones now, but gee whiz, this horse has come back so well. So, so, so well. Um, a bit bit worrying from the gate. There's a few horses underneath Catalpa that are similar sticky. spots. Yep. But if you look outside of Catalpa, you've got Turbo Power in 10. I've absolutely no, no doubt they'll be aggressive here. You've got Pat Scott Sass in nine. And you have Hibiscus Lady in eight. I think all of those will be aggressive and come across. She's a sweet deal, even might even look to race closer to the speed after its first up win from the breeze, albeit on a very slow tempo. So I'd be surprised if A-Pike can't get into the one-off line if there maybe isn't a three-wide line and he gets cover anyway. So um, first up win was great with Luke Campbell on. Second up to sit that deep with Taj and to still be there at the end or still give a kick like it did, I thought was a superb effort. So normal luck, this will get the job done. The fact... Queen Alina is your second favourite. Mm. Um, I like Queen Alina as a horse, but um, it probably will be close to last and and doing its best work late. So um, I think it was really hard to mark a second favourite, which tells me that um, I'm really keen on one. So like Catalpa, I'm, I'm disappointed um, that whatever was there price-wise is, is no longer there, but maybe if we hold fire, we can see some – I'm happy to bet at 230, 240, 250. Okay. I don't need a fancy price here. Right. I was probably wasn't that that keen to take that kind of price for Catalpa, but did have it on top. Um, the horse that I had basically equal second favourite that is presenting a bit of value here is number nine, Thoroughgood. Um, form last prep was excellent. Is that because it sounds like your old Twitter handle? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, thoroughly. Um, so Joey has a party from four, can get a lovely run in transit, can actually hold a, hold a position, this horse, if it needs to. Has some excellent weapon sun, multinational type form when last in work. think it's going to uh, elevate its game, second up from a break and um, three wins from six outings at Belmont. So it can go at the venue. And I think, yeah, I think it's got some... Yeah, I think it's got a level that it can go to after blowing the cobwebs out first up there um, at Belmont. So with the the good 72-plus form, last preparation, as I mentioned, I think Thoroughgood presents a bit of value here at the moment. I think he's, what, about $15 chance, something like that. So Yep. Yeah. No, I don't mind that. It could be the horse that keeps Catalpa three wide as well. So there could be a, a double win in there in that sense. But, uh, yeah, no, I – Catalpa on top, but for mine, I'll probably be speaking at the moment with the current markets, I'll be having something on Thoroughgood. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's an easy, um, if you're looking just comparative in the markets, like Trade War, $750, She's a Sweet Deal, $11. Like I'm 20s and a, I'm 100 She's a Sweet Deal if that wins that race or just about give it up. Um, massive on pace day and Hibiscus Lady gets to 80s, have something on. Interesting. It will win a race when it leads. Are they reluctant to lead? No, nah, they're trying to. They it's did, not Stefan. Yeah. Well. They, try, they tried to last time. They tried to most yeah. starts. Um, they should do. Yeah. They should be trying to most starts. I, so, I yeah. mean, it beat Ablo by three lengths last France. So. fast. <laughs> but Hibiscus Lady, <laughs> A, the 1400 to be concerned, and B, the, um, it's a better horse on a wet track. Okay. Very so. good. Race seven is here we go. West River Miracle as well is probably over the odds at 20 odd to one. Well, it has a bit of a class edge, I would have thought, on mm, a lot, a lot yeah. of those runners. If you actually. can get out the gates cleanly and Lucy can just tag the right horse and get into it, it it'll run you a good race as well. So market's a bit after Catalpa. I, th- I, I honestly believe it deserves to be close to even money. Yeah. But after Catalpa, I think the market's upside down. Queen Alina, Trade War, and she's a sweet deal in your next three. Absolutely nowhere near my next three. Yeah. So I think, um, yeah, place betting on horses like West River Miracle. Thorough good. Um, it's my equal third favourite. Um, yeah, there could be other options there. Cole Lee is my second favourite, actually. 11, 11 bucks. That's what it is. 11 That's bucks. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Witten's Irrigation and Design. They're the irrigators of choice for the West Australian racing industry. Owner operator Craig Witten has extensive experience working on racetracks across this great state, especially in his role as irrigation technician on the hallowed turf at Ascot and Belmont Park. Craig and his team also specialise in designing and delivering projects for commercial thoroughbred and standardbred racing properties. Check out Witten's Irrigation and Design on Instagram and Facebook and get in touch with Craig. So whether it's racetrack, residential or commercial, water wisely with Witten's. Race seven is the, here we go, free entry to Belmont Park handicap. How do they keep doing this? I don't know. I don't know. They can't keep it up no, for the they whole can't. season, surely. No. Uh, the free entry to Belmont Park handicap, 1,600 metre graduation. Um, Do you have to pay anything? What says here? Yeah, nothing. Zero. Yeah, I don't believe it. <laughs> I don't believe it. Telling lies. <laughs> if it's too good to be true, it usually isn't. That's what they say. So. <laughs> oh, dearie me. <laughs> All right, we finish here with three races at a nice big fields, big competitive speed match, really good races to dissect. So that's our it's our last three for a few months. Mm-hmm. Um, let's let's try and really finish off strong here, oh. BJ. That, um, that's, that's the Kingsley Cricket Club, Club captain coming out in Terry right there, just a yeah. real little pump up. Lift your, lift your <laughs> fucking game. Uh, all right, so we're just nice just and position, Positioning here. the field, getting the boys up for the well, for the run home. So. All I did is have six short covers <laughs> the game, to be honest with you. Bowl outside, off stump. These blokes have got no other shots. One year flew a few flags. I, well, yeah, I don't know. People like to say the most successful captain in the club's history. I don't like to talk about those type of things openly, but anyway. Oh, um, for entry to Belmont Park, handicap a mile. Fascinating race. Scratching. Um, key scratching too. Key scratching. Little Silver's little out. Little Silver's out. Yes. Disappointing for me as I was quite happy to take on Little Silver with this setup and I can say that openly now because I know I can't win because it's scratched. <laughs> it was going to be your lay um, of the day, wasn't it? It definitely was. <laughs> I've got a million lays of the day, I reckon. I, I don't know. That's the thing about this card. I'm, I, I should be a bookie for this card, I reckon. Probably do me ass, but um, I like heaps that can't win, but I don't like that many that I think will win. So anyway, um, this, is a, this is a good speed map, I think, with Ultimate mm. Style, I think the the penny has dropped in the camp. Well, I think they already sort of know this horse is a one batter, and it's real tough. So I think from barrier one, they will try to kick out as best as they can, and, and if they can lead, great. I don't know whether it will be able to. So I think straight away that will ensure a good tempo. Danny Bella. 
don't know, maybe they go, I don't know what they'll do with Danny Bell. It's always a chance to. Cool. She was bad the other day. Yeah. Yep. Always a chance to rock and soft, roll. Soft leads and just. Yep. Punctured. She was definitely worth a spec mm. the other day. And then you got nod and smile from that gate. And, and it was gifted a nice, even though it drew wide last start, it was gifted a lead and a map that made sense. This is going to have more pressure. It's got ultimate style. It's got Danny Bella. Universal Flair, they'll definitely look to sit over the mile is my feel. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't personally. I just, well, I'd just let it be happy wherever that may be. But my feel is I'll look to take a sit. Um, but Universal Flair has a natural speed about it anyway. If that makes sense, but so it'll have to get around. So I, I feel like Nod and Smile will just have to do a lot of work, and it, this might be the race it has to breeze. Mm-hmm. So just a lot against it there. So you just put all that together. This to me is a race that will be suited to a horse just off the speed or midfield or even rearward. Smothered up. This will be a smothered up horse. Smothered so, up. Um, yeah, the ones that stand out for me. Um, I I said this to you off air earlier. I I looked at Cobb and Co's final sort of fifty meters over the mile, first time over the mile, and uh, who's the breeze horse? El Patron mm-hmm. was coming back at it, and I just thought, oh, that concerns me a little bit in regards to is this is Cobb and Co maybe a fourteen hundred meter horse, or is it a horse that didn't handle the soft six as well, and perhaps back on top of the ground it could. Um, well, it could blouse them in mm. all fairness. So I'm going to go with the former because um, there's also the risk from the map as well that it gets caught a bit sticky. But I'm going to go with the former and say it's probably a 1,400-metre horse. But even just saying that out loud, I'm a little bit nervous about it. So that leaves, uh, for me, that leaves its closing in, who was given one at um, Pinjara um, the other G- day. They- Gift-wrapped. Yeah, I don't know why Ultimate Style didn't push forward in that race because that was that was the race that made sense to do so. But still run the second quickest last two going away from him. It's it looks it's form on paper is horrible. It's other three wins are at Jero, but its runs have been real good. And if you look mm. at a class one behind, I think it was behind Finchie, got up on a cold cutaway. This is a while ago, and it was a really, really nice run before it went to Jero. Zeph Johnston Porter won with it in the saddle. He hasn't ridden too many winners on the grass. So that's a it's a good win on its own. Uh, not to carry him, that probably sounds a bit harsh, but to, to win for an inexperienced apprentice is always worth a few extra lengths. So um, I think it's closing in to top of I'd naturally go, oh, gifted win, let's take it on. But I don't I don't want to do that so much. I think 54 and a half, um, right trip, perfect gate to just stalk the speed. It gets its chance here. I mean, the other ones I like are, are class ones like King Sicario is the next horse I'm going to uh, mention as well. So, um, yeah, five five bucks or so. I'm, I'm happy backing its closing in. And King Sicario, as I said, I, I think it can land a bit closer. Clinton for Luke is anything. Um, I mentioned a couple of weeks ago I thought King Sicario would be a better Belmont horse and it looks that way. Um, and I really like it at the mile too. If you go back three starts ago when we were keen, started $2.30 and it, was actually held up um, when travelling really nicely on the turn. So I think the mile is no issue whatsoever. So probably a leaning to King's Cario, maybe. I, I've marked them both around four bucks, four fifty, um, but not a huge amount between them. I think the map really looks to suit both of those two, and also looks to suit Mojo's Luck. Also yeah, I was 11. about to mention Mojo's Luck. Actually, um, you put Pike on Mojo's Luck instead of um, well, not. It's not that it's Michael Poy, but anyone, but and, and Mojo's Luck would be my favourite, probably. You know, yeah. So I thought Mojo's Luck was monstrous. With, yes, uh, Brayden, huge. Braden on first up, wrong part of the track. It was kept a losing his position. Strong too. class one. Yep. 
And its runs at the end of last prep, especially that run behind Vitalize over the mile at Ascot yep. was um, was super. So, look, I'm going to be a bit boring here, pending how the market all shakes out, but I don't want to lose on any of those three. Who are um, uh, say those three again, please, Derek? Uh, it's closing in Mojo's. King Sicario and, and Mojo's Luck. They're okay. the three I, I don't want to lose on. How I'm going to structure it, I'm not entirely certain at this point in time, but um, I'll probably be dictated to by market. Yeah, I actually followed its closing in very closely. One day at Belmont, it ran third behind Megami and she's, she's fit. fit. And after breezing. And the fourth horse home was another Chino. Yeah. Right? So that's a fair form one. That's a fair midweeker. And I was like, oh, that, like, I didn't mind. That's a cracker, isn't it? It's a bloody good midweeker. Mm. Um, and I was just like, oh, I might follow that horse. And um, yeah, all through Geraldton's runs have been good, unlucky a couple of times, Pike gift wrapped at, but just the way that it traveled. For Pike the other day and just let down. I was like, oh, okay, with a bit of speed on here, um, smothered up, cruising with galloping room. I think I actually think it's closing in should be favourite really. Um, and Mojo's luck had something on first up, massive run. Got to follow up again on Saturday. So they're my two. It's closing in Wizard from the good draw. And if Mojo's luck can build into the race with any momentum and doesn't get too far of its ground, then it's a it's going to be dangerous late. That's why I was talking earlier about the scratching being a bit annoying for me. If I'm looking at playing three, mm-hmm. and I'm not backing all three for a result, it gets too expensive. Um, if I'm playing three horses, um, I want the other ones. I want to, um, I've got to take on Cobb and Co. I've got to take on Little Silver. I've got to take on Nod and Smile. I've got to take on Universal Flare. Um, they're the ones in the market. So you want as many of those in the market as possible when you're sort of diversifying your investments. So disappointing it comes out. Um, but yeah, still happy to get involved here. We'll have a pretty big play amongst those three. Okay. All right, it's time for our feature event. It's the C Corp Hyperion Stakes race eight of the day. Away for age over the 1600 meters. Good horses race this one, Terry, as we go back through the uh, through the honor roll. Marasco won this race twice. Uh, one of your favorites, King Called Cat for Ian Gladding and Duncan Miller. One Lucky Gray. Um, Black Tycoon, Cup winner, Elite Bell was a star, Fisher Bandana, Wink and a Nod, Scales of Justice, Material Man, Gadding, Perfect Jewel, Valorode, Captain Chaos is going for two straight. He'll be lining up again again this year as well. So it's a good horses race, always has been, and um, yeah, continues this wait for age series of uh, $200,000 races um, that we've uh, basically uh, more than halfway through. And um, yeah, the, the two horses that fought out in the finish to the Belmont Sprint, Bustler and the Velvet Queen, they look the two once again. Yeah, 100% they do. Very interesting reading um, an article. I think it might have been Julio and Pikey this morning on uh, on racing WA. Is about Dom to shoot? Yeah, Pikey just said he, he felt like he shifted on the ground and it didn't allow him to – he was – for Pikey, it was quite um, strong language to forgive the run. Okay. To the run. Let's forget we both sat here and tipped him two weeks ago and we were pretty keen on him yeah. two weeks ago. His best journey is the mile. So definitely worth keeping that in mind. In saying that, <laughs> in saying that, I'd be um, – and I felt a bit silly. Remember last week I was really keen on the uh, Fear the Wind and um, Cisco Joe and I said I can't really um, – like my third pick's a million to one type mm. thing. That Cornell's paid like four dollars fifty, four seventy. I didn't have a cent time. Didn't even think about it. Um, probably something to consider at times. This is one of those markets where I'm like bustler the Velvet Queen around about two eighty, two ninety, and then ten dollars time to shoot, and then the rest of them like like figures, mm. numbers. So um, if, if from barrier one and two, if if these two. If one of these two don't win or if these two don't, yeah, they, these two both have to be in the finish, yeah. you'd suspect. There was nothing between them first up. Um, 
the negatives for or the I guess the positives for the Velvet Queen, you've got to say Chrissy Parnham going back on for Jared Noski is the regular hoop. Um, it's probably going to drive more fitness, seeing as that was first up. Bustler was fourth up um, there. Gate two as well is is a good draw. He's going to have bus- Bustler and the other one, Exactly right. Yeah. Chris will know exactly where Bustler is in the run. The The speed map will be fascinating. The mm. two that I've got going forward here, I think last of the line's choiceless. I think it went better breezing, albeit over 2,100. I think from 10, like they know going back to last is pointless. So I think Brad will ride that out the gates and go forward. I think Lucy Warwick will look to go forward on, on no apology as well. I, yeah, I agree with those two. So yeah. it, it's- I think you'd want to be on the back of last of the line, not, no apology. So if Velvet Queen can hold the 1-1 one, one on the back of last of the line, in saying that, I think last of the line's a big chance of crossing and finding the fence, and then Bustler might get the better toe into it. So these are things we can't really – you can't look too deep at that because you'll pull whatever hair you have left out. So, um, look, just on – I don't know, just on feel. My, my market was 270 the Velvet Queen, um, 3 bucks Bustler. So I might have something in the Velvet Queen, but dearie me. Yeah. Not much between them. And it also, it literally just comes down to luck in running. You get yeah. the right back, you get the right lane on the day, you get the right this or that. If they go as well as they both did in the Belmont Sprint, there was just nothing between them. No, yeah. I was 280 the pair of them, actually. Yep. So lean, Velvet Queen, Map. Um, just having Chris having Stevie on his inside, uh, the way that this, you know, our, our map, I suppose, that we, we kind of – in, um, in alignment on with no apology and last line coming across. My feel it, on it, that is last line will cross. That's my feel. Brad will ride with some aggression, which they should do. They should do, yeah. 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 And Lucy won't be as aggressive with her horse, who she's probably looking at a Strickland. Yep. Lucy's not coming out thinking I'm going to win a Hyperion lead here. She's thinking this is a lead up. Her aim is the Strickland. If she, but if she thinks she can get across comfortably and yep. Brad opts to grab hold and rate outside leader, that's probably perfect for her, but yeah. Okay. Party time for the Velvet Queen. My, yeah. my feel, my gut feel is that last line will, will cross and find the round. Mm, the partner boys, yeah, they've got the, yeah. they hold all the aces here, don't they? Um, I'm saying that no apology can travel in the breeze and take Velvet Queen a certain point. Like it's not going to just, there's nothing to just stop on it. Doesn't so. stop, Buster gets off, yeah. pinches the mark. I find sometimes I overanalyze those little aspects of the map too much and too much turned into that and then all it takes right all it takes then is a horse like the ponton playing marika to come across and land in front of one of them anyway yeah. you know and then you want to be on the other line because yeah yeah so there's there's such minute uh, even pikey on dom to shoot he got okay maybe i want to be a bit closer maybe what, I want, and it, yeah. so. what are your old favorites almost a knockout the other day yeah, notorious one. Thank God, one. Thank God that didn't win. I don't think my mental health could have <laughs> handled that, I reckon. <laughs> Deary me. But uh, do you know what? Geordie has to learn from that and say, let's just go back to the fence. Mm. You know, let's just keep riding it for luck. And if we don't get it, then then so be it. But um, interesting what they do with notorious one. I'd almost I'd almost claim and go back to a 78 plus and carry the grandstand. Just get just get a win back on the board. Don't know. I feel like it's careers, these same sets of races every time. And it's just with the way it races, it's not going to win one. I feel like it's being wasted a little bit. Is that a bit harsh? Um, I don't, yeah, I just think that that's. It's one, only one 350,000. That feels yeah. unders for a horse of this much talent. Yeah. I yeah. don't know. I just, I, 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 a bit harsh. Bit yeah. Harsh. It'll win one of these. One it's no day. first law, yeah. obviously. Yeah, yeah, clearly. <laughs> uh, I was leaning Velvet Queen. Um, Narrowly, narrowly. Uh, I was just, yeah, I was a bit flat with, very, very flat with Don Bashoot last start. Yeah, I, I, I don't really know. I don't know. I don't really, I can't, I don't I can't, I can't come. miss him. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. As you said, it sort of peaked and it showed a career best. We're not then asking for forgiveness and to show your career best and to get over two horses who we think have big upsides. So, yeah. you know what? If Dom Deschutes beats us, um, too good. So be it. All right. Yeah. Velvet Queen for me. Velvet Queen, definitely Velvet Queen for me. Yeah. 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 All right. And she would be a uh, worthy Hyperion Stakes winner. That she is certainly would for be. sure. All right, Terry. Well, what time is it? Are we already up to the uh, – we are, dearie me. It's time. Good capacity. This is what we want, a good capacity field for the get-out stakes, BJ. S-T-E-A-K-S. Proudly brought to us by who? Market City Meats, of course. The largest retail butcher shop in Perth. You can find them at the Kenningville Markets on Bannister Road. Timmy Hewitt. Timmy's team run uh, run the show out there at Market City Meets and always, always give the 1-1 listeners the red carpet treatment Market City Meets. No one was able to find Honeydew last week um, in the hundreds Wasn't of entries. That a frustrating race. Like We were like, Debonair won't win. Debonair's going to start $2.50 and yeah. it won't win the race. Back key trade and tell you what, top of the straight, I thought, <laughs> Yeah, well, and um, but yeah, didn't find the winner. It's very annoying when you when you well, are I very th- confident on the favourite. I thought I middled it with Savigny, and I was like, it's going to yeah, get there. It's going to get Savignac there. And you know what? Didn't didn't, no, didn't, didn't didn't get there. No, didn't get there. So you know what no. we got nothing. Duck eggs. <laughs> Duck eggs. <laughs> Duck eggs. Uh, Give me backside. <laughs> so because we had no winner last week, Terry, it's usually fifty dollars worth of gourmet uh, that's, produce that's from the race to Northern Milan <laughs> from Market City Meats. This week, there's a hundred dollars yeah. worth of uh, uh, Market City Meats goodness up for grabs thanks to Timmy Hewitt. So get your entries in. Get out stakes race nine at Belmont to Twitter at the one one pod. Who wins the lucky last? Uh, decimal winning margin, two decimal places preferred. And you can never, ever forget the sound white rule. First in, best dressed. Okay, race nine, the pink ladies day. First of July handicap to wrap things up on Hyperion Stakes Day, the get out stakes. Uh, 1400 meters, 78 plus. This is an old fashioned welter. And it is a ripping finish to the day and a great way to uh, to wrap up our last podcast before a break. Where do we start here, Terry? I don't know where we start here. It's a, it is a cracker. It's uh, I think you just look at sometimes you look at the roughies in a field and you go, oh, Billy Ray is going to go around at 30, 40 to 1. Mm. So, you know, and it's, you know, it's the right price. I'm just saying it's a, uh, it just sort of shows the depth and, and quality to this race. But I guess we start by discussing Rock and Ori. Mm-hmm. Um, Grant, I mean, we were, well, we, I was very keen on it at last start and um, secured a reasonable price. And Grant Williams was interviewed pre race and basically said, if we run top three, we'll be pretty happy. <laughs> our <laughs> you, our you yard men. You didn't like that. No, our no, yard men said it looks looks very unsuited to winning at this point in time. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that's, that's sort of information we can't really go with. You just sort of trust and that. Those type of yards don't go to the track unless they're ready to win. But they've done nothing wrong in that sense. Um, I'll tell you what, you know, of course, they were ready to win with first up, BJ. Colossal. Oof. And they knew, didn't they? That money was crazy for its pattern of racing. And it was right. Like it's, It went like a rocket. It was the run of the – yeah, it was the run of the day. By it was panel, interesting because so. he – Pikey wrote a winner earlier in the day. It might have been real danger. And so, I think Scotty asked him about 
colossal. Yeah. And his answer was kind of cagey, but kind of smirky at the same time. So it was like, oh, like, and so I paid a lot more attention. And then when the money came, I was like, oh, here we go. So, yeah, interesting. Mm. He was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's sort of half like cagey, but at the same time, like, you could tell that they were on. So, yeah. 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 They certainly were on. Started in the twos mm. for horses. Goes back to the last, and I will tell you, what, a bit more luck, and it would have won the race. So, um, yeah, fascinating stuff. But anyway, the, the query, I guess, with Rockinori, then it becomes: Do we just put that down to a fitness thing? It needs to run. Let's let's give it its best, and it still went well enough. It beats, I think, it meets five or six of those, and it beat them all home. The first three in that race aren't here. Yeah. Um, or. Has it just sort of had – because it only had two runs last campaign. It failed at its last run. It's then had six – a good long break. It's not coming back for any features here or that I can see at this point in time that it's leading into. Is it maybe not – has not come back as good? I mean, that that's the query. It, has it maybe not come back quite the same horse? So, I don't have an answer to that. I'm not too sure. I've still marked it favourite. Um but it just comes down to what's a what's a betting price now, you know, yeah. um, with that type of setup. So uh, above the peg is Paddy Carberry. He must be having like a sort of holiday or something. Sojourn. I think yeah. he's, I think he's just coming back from one. Okay. Yeah. Because he's, there's rides earlier in the day, like give me one reason yeah. that, that yeah. Stevie Parnham's on and that he would usually be taking. I think Troy Turner might be doing something similar. Yeah. He seems to just be taking one. He just took one. Troy, Troy's just got back from uh break as well. Same with Sean okay. Ruddy. So easing into it. Easing into yeah, it. Yeah, okay. Uh, I think I think especially when especially when they usually ride fifty-four, if you look at the lightweights so and they're not riding, it's not because of anything other than they probably at this stage yeah, okay. when they're when they're coming back into into the Belmont season, they're just gonna work their weight down slowly. Spent a bit too much time at the at the dessert bar at the buffet like I did last night. Perhaps. <laughs> um, <laughs> still feeling a bit, still feeling a bit heavy. From it. The old smorgasbord, yeah, the old smorgasbord. But um, interesting, uh, deep race, uh, speed map point of view. Savage one, I think, gets it easy. Yeah, yeah. Um, got an easy last start. Wasn't that disappointing from the map it got? And I think what made. Um, it looked all the more disappointing was how easily flying missile one from the breeze because mm. those two controlled it between themselves. And on the turn, they should have been running one two just about with how softly they controlled it. So for it to drop out was a bit maybe, disappointing. Maybe Savage one went a bit too slow. Maybe, yeah. the first part of the race. I agree. Yeah. And it's going to be from barrier 11, it will be forced to go a bit quicker. It's better it at basically turned into an 800 meter dash. Yep. And it, maybe that, that oh, well, that's not really Savage one's. No, it's bread not. and butter. So. I'm, yeah, I'm still mindful about how much how much I want to feel. I feel it's under still, mm-hmm. you know. Um, pattern of the day will be crucial for it as well. But, yeah, they'll go quicker. 1,400 in Belmont, all suitable for it. So its prior run when it was held up behind Snowdome, I think, was uh, was super yep. and suggested a win was around the corner. So uh, it should lead. Um, loves Belmont. Loves Belmont, exactly mm-hmm. right. Gut tells me. I uh, could be wrong. They'll ride mood swings cold here. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's going as well. So what would you do when you're drawn 15? Keep pushing on when you're up in journey or would you just mix things up and say, let's ride it quiet and see if we can hit the line? So my feel is mood swings will be ridden cold. Um, so for a breeze horse, perhaps it lets gallivant from 13 with Taj. I mean, I what, so. what other options do you have? I think that's their only move. Yeah. Yep. So multinational will go and race on speed. I think Pretty sure lets gallivant breezed or like in an Asian yeah. row or something. Yeah, yeah 100% white, it did. It? Yeah, it's, right. it's run and won plenty of races and not well, several races in front or yep. – or breezing, so um, yeah, I got no issue. That's definitely where you have to go with the apprentice on as well. So yeah, you, you don't want to complicate it for the for the junior riders. No. So, well, that's why um, I suppose if you're going to go back on a horse like Let's Gallivant, you might just 
put a senior on and let them ride a race. But Taj on, might as well utilise the claim and roll, I think. Exactly. I, right. I feel yeah. like it's only- It's a tough horse. Savage one's only two underneath it. So you're gonna, it's gonna bring you across the face mm -hmm. of the field anyway. Ariel gets the breeze softly. Yeah, Ariel get there nice and easily. So I'd even, yeah, it'll get there nice and easy. Rock and Ori um, should follow a horse like Multinational across and look to sort of uh, follow it into the race. Multinational should be very close to the one one with Star Align drawing five. Um, it's contested the two features and in both of those drew wide and I think it jumped fine on both times because mm -hmm. Carberry had to snag it and that was obviously the plan going into the race. So it's one I reckon that's got under the guard of the market a little bit actually because if, if you go through its form and it, it hasn't been back to ratings races for oh, the end of last prep it went to a 78 plus but it was spelled straight after. So forgetting that. Yeah, that was, that, that was after Hannon's Handicaps, yes. Northern Cups, Carbon Club. I'd so. say to the well one too many times so yep. it's um it's prior eight goes at ratings races 72 78 pluses um it placed at all eight so i think this is the right type of level it hasn't gone up any points from that point in time it's been competing at the highest level it's always been a couple of lengths often but it's always run really nice races I think drawing a good gate allows them to kick it out, let those couple we mentioned come across, ideally be in the 1-1. One, one. Um, and I don't know if it's got the killer blow, but I tell you what, I, I know that at 15 to 1, each way, Star Align will run better than that as a price, I suspect. So um, I'm more like $7.50 Star Align. So I'm, I'm happy probably backing it each way as the bet here. $4.20 Rock and Nori. Um, took me a while to settle on that price, but I felt that was a fair assessment for a horse that went okay, considering it's fitness first up. Um, it might just get him here, but look, at, at $3.20, I'm, I'm not going to try and chase my money that I, I lost the first time around. Mm -hmm. uh, above the peg, I'm $5.50. A bit of luck from probably three the fence um, and it gets clear air. It was a really nice run last start. I don't think there was much between it and Ginger Green though and, and above the peg. I thought Ginger was good. Yep. Yeah, so, and look, both of them I think are suited going to the 14, but Ginger Green's distance is 1,400 metres. That's its best journey and above the peg's five bucks, Ginger Green's 17. So Ginger Green's drawn two right alongside of it. Uh, does lose Sean McGrady as he's not riding at the 54 this meeting, which mm -hmm. is a shame. Um, but we have seen Michael Poy ride some winners from low draws like that. So I think it looks a bit of value as well. So, look, I don't know if I'm going to back the winner here, BJ, but the two over my odds are Star Align and, and Ginger Green. So I'll, I'll have something on, on those two and hope things, hope things turn out for me. Okay. Purely, yeah. purely price betting there. Yeah. So that being the case, I think Let's Gallivant um, is value for me. It's Oof. Coming across from coming across from a draw, um, outside leader gets there comfortably enough. Um, one of Hannon's last prep, second in a Peters, running a Carbine Club, running a Joey, and I just thought the, the I kind of liked the Belmont Sprint run the other day, and he beaten two and a half lengths on the line. So um, coming back to this grade with the run, it's likely to get. I think the price is big. Um, I know the field is deep and. Um, and there's some talent that he's going to be conceding weight to, but let the the, the boys, the Pierce brothers, we spoke about this off air earlier. They're doing so much right with their horses, placing them well tactically. Uh, they're training the house down. They're just the winners are just flowing. And I think seen that bloke on Twitter. How are you going training the house down? No, Josh Garlip, I think his name is very funny. Yeah, oh yes, I do, I do yeah, know Gar Josh Garlip. Yes, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yes, I do know who you're talking about. It's very funny. He stuff. is very funny. Um, so I thought let's Gallivant outside leader rolling along. I don't think Taj 
can do a lot wrong from there. Get a march on him. Um, the leader's going to take him into the race. They're going to have to get past it. I can see Let's Gallivant being real cheeky. Um, and the, but the horse I really like, map-wise, ability-wise, fresh-wise, is Neville Partner, Brad Partner, multinational. Okay. I think with the run it's going to get, uh, last prep, fresh, knocked off, a flying weapon son at the time. Weapon son won two or three races post that. Uh, multinational loves Belmont. He's going to get the right run, and I can see uh, the price is probably a little bit thin. I don't want to be on Rockinori. It can beat me. That's cool. Um, too good puffer and pipe, but uh, I like multinational from the map. If I get a little bit of a wobble in the price, that'll be great, and I'll be definitely having something on Let's Gallivant. This is a um, a cracking jackpots and pre-sejourn, pre-sejourn, get out stakes. <laughs> like, yeah, this is incredible. So we've, yeah, as I said, I'm going to chase a bit of value and with Star Align and Ginger Green at this point in time. Betfair might might change my mind late as well. Um, you have mentioned Let's Galavan as a roughie. You really yeah. like multinational. We both respect that Rock and Nori probably deserves favoritism. Yep. Yep. Um, but at that price, we're happy taking it on. We then also probably both – respected above the peg needs to be one of the favourites in the market. So that'll definitely uh, have some support. Billy Ray trialled reasonably well enough. Um, this looks like a race with some tempo in it, so it'll be somewhat supported. Creators back to a dry track. It's a 10 times better horse on a dry track than the, the wet one it faced two weeks ago when I mentioned all of that. So it'll have some support. And hands no. down, yeah. it's 10 bucks in the market. It's runs at 1,400 have actually been pretty good. Yep, um, definitely. Wasn't and, too bad. Chrissy, I like Chrissy Parnham on that type of horse as well. So no. it, it's a it's a great Great race to finish the day. One note, no rider on position position of power just yet. So I imagine that's because- Jade? Yeah, I'm not sure. It's just blank at the moment. So The race book says Jade. Chris is blank, so I'm not sure what's happened there. Okay. Yeah, position of power. Then again, the last time position of power in one, I think it was- You would- I was backed off the map, wasn't it? Yeah, no, it's mm. definitely Jade off. Jade off position of power. So. Okay. Um, anyway. Can't, uh, can't be many left. No, that's what I was sort of thinking. It's um, anyway that from Barrier Nine that shouldn't affect the race. So all the big guns are going. All the big guns are going to the Nav anyway, aren't they? Yeah, hundred percent. The the Nav. You're right. Um, but yes. Aussie, Aussie. So that uh, brings our preview to a close. When uh, we'll take a quick break, and when we be back, it is best betting propositions. It is Maddie's. It is our lays slash winners. We'll be back. Okay, we are back with our Betfair best. Betting propositions for Hyperion Stakes Day. The Perth Racing Guru, what is your bet fair best? Uh, they're both a bit short. The two I like are Super Session and Catalpa. So let's put them together and get, well, once we get our Super Session drift, get about seven bucks All right. with our Super Session drift. Super Session was my bet fair best as well. So, Terry, supersession into Catalpa? Bang, bang. Bang, bang. Okay. Very good. Supersession is my bet, fair best. What about Maddie for the punters? Maddie, well, I'm going to want to go with one I actually quite like. Ginger Green is $20 with one agency. Um, as I said at the moment, I've got Ginger Green $9 and Star Alliance $7.50. So, that last race, I'm going to hunt a bit of value. But the one that's over 20 bucks is Ginger Green, I guess. Okay. Well, in our break, uh, Latham Anderson just called and said that he is Noble Lawrence's favourite. And I just saw it's $26. Did you hear him or was he too busy hiccup? <laughs> <laughs> burping, 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 burping. Uh, Noble Lawrence, $26 presents a value. Uh, Noble Lawrence first up. Um, mad. I like that. Lay? I like that. Um, I all, all of the horses I want to lay are 
around about that $7 mark, so about 2 bucks, two fifty a place. Sunny Honey went up $4, but we'll lay them all the place. Race 2, Sunny Honey, and then in race 6, Trade War, and she's a sweet dealie, a second and third favourite. So I think we can lay those for the place as well. Okay. My lay of the day comes up in – oh, I found this really hard. This will probably win. Race 5, my lay of the day is Hamika. Ooh. Yeah, taking on. Taking her on. Oh dear, I think she's under the odds. Yes, but, that's uh, what I was. That's yeah, yeah. What I was thinking. Oh, that's all you can do. You just got to beat SP, and you're basically won, don't you? Oh yeah. All right. Good. We got there. Good luck.